Welcome to uh, this edition of On Tap, presented by FCSI of the Americas. I'm Wade Kaler, Executive Director. On Tap today is the uh, somebody I've known since, believe it or not, 1998. Uh, can you believe it's been 22 years since I first met this guy at an FCSI Board of Directors? Uh, I'm excited to talk to him. He's one of my favorites. Uh, please welcome the owner of SSA Food Service Design and Consultant Studio in sunny Tampa, Florida, Mr. Ken Schwartz. Ken, how you doing? Woo! <laughs> I'm doing good, man. Thanks for joining us again. You know, doing this program, um, we're, we're really getting to know the consultants' uh, backgrounds and, and kind of the members of FCSI. So starting off with, tell me a little bit about your background, you know, where, how you got started as a food service consultant and kind of where your specialty or segments are. So I know um, one of the one of the terms that's thrown around the industry uh, a lot is the word dealer, and for a lot of people that has kind of a negative connotation. But uh, I actually grew up in a in a family dealer business uh, that was uh, started by my great grandfather, who came to the states and made his way to Tampa uh, in the 1800s, and that dealership actually opened up in 1897. Wow. And I grew up working there as a kid. And uh, about the time it was ready from it was time for me to graduate high school and think about going to college, uh, being the youngest of four, and with with none of my older siblings being interested in the business, the family decided to sell the business. And I'm like, oh well, okay, I guess I will have to get a real job. Um, and I really thought about what I wanted to do. Um, my heart was really in architecture and accounting, uh, and I actually studied both and uh, wondered kind of what I would do with that knowledge. And, you know, the food service industry is kind of a, a weird industry. It's one of those industries that once you're in it, you can't seem to get out of it. So exactly. I figured, how will I take what I learn and see if we can't develop a consulting firm that that may offer something differently and think about things differently. And that's how all of this got started. Well, what, so what do you specialize in? I know a lot of consultants have either certain segments of the industry or certain areas that they like to, it, it's their sweet spot. So what is your sweet spot for Ken? In particular? Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of perplexed by that, right? Because our specialty, <laughs> um, and it's funny because, you know, I have a lot of colleagues and friends in the industry in Europe too, right? And right. and those firms are are very siloed by segment, right? Some just do right. healthcare, and some do education, and some hospitality. Um, we're food service design consultants, right? Yeah. So we specialize in all things food service. We we work on everything from little push cart sushi carts to large cruise ships, navy ships, casinos, hotels restaurants for celebrity chefs. But I guess if I had to pick, you know, some of my favorites, I, I don't know. I have a couple of favorite elements of projects, Okay. but I have some really favorite clients that I've worked with. And, you know, a lot of people kind of know us for our work that we did with Hard Rock Cafe, right? We, yeah. we have designed probably more than half of the Hard Rock Cafes around the world. Um, but, you know, that, and we've made some good friends along the way. Some of those people are still really good friends. We stay in yeah. close contact. But, you know, working for guys like uh, like Michael Mina, who's a very well-known name in the food service culinary world, and Scott Conant, uh, those were very fun clients, very fun projects uh, that turned out really, really great. 
Um, yeah. And then I want to bring it home a little bit because we, we um, last year we finished about 250 projects wow. uh, and only six of them were in Florida uh, and only one of them was in Tampa. And that's a project that's, that's uh, the construction is just wrapping up now. Uh, the project is on currently on social media. It's called Casa Santo Stefano. The, the building, the family has a really great history. Uh, the, our client, the, the restaurant tour, uh, the Gunsmart family, uh, their family started their first restaurant in Tampa in 1905. So our families have been doing business yeah. together. Uh, for over a hundred years, and that's amazing. Um, I'm currently uh, I'm fourth generation uh, in in our family. My son Kyle, who works here, is fifth generation, uh, and the owners of the Columbia Restaurant that that is the owner of this Casa Santo Stefano, um, Richard Gunsmart, uh, and his brother Casey uh, are also uh, fourth generation in their family, and Richard's daughter Andrea and. Casey's son, Casey Jr., our fifth generation. And we have the pleasure of working uh, with all of them. And so one of the things I found about our industry is that it just creates lifelong friends, like my good friend, Wade Kaler, right? I mean, we've known each other for a very, very long time. And, you know, this is really, you know, it's an industry that requires knowledge and expertise, but it's really a relation, it's really an industry that develops incredible lifelong relationships. It is. It's amazing. I mean, it's one of the few industries, I think, that you really, you're right about you can't get out of. Even if you're not specifically in it anymore, you still have all those contacts that stay in touch with you, even if you've left it. it with consultants that have left the consulting industry, and I still stay in touch with some of them, even though we're not even, even close in the same industry anymore. So, you know, one of the things... Um, that you said that I that I is a myth that I hear a lot about with with food service consultants and you just touched on it and that is everybody thinks they need a food server a lot of restaurateurs especially think they need a food service consultant that's local but you just pointed out you did 250 last year and only one of them is local I mean why do you think only, that, that myth yeah exists? and only six were in Florida and one yeah. was local I think that why do you think that myth exists for a lot of uh, restaurateurs that they think they need to find somebody local. I think that they probably feel like there's an exorbitant cost with hiring somebody who's from out of town. And I, so yeah. uh, one of the things that, that we do, right, we, we want to be, uh, we want to appear as local as possible. And, yeah. you know, 25, 30 years ago, when I realized that there was a much bigger world outside of Tampa, and the Tampa Bay area and Florida and even the United States, right? And our firm started working internationally is that I realized that, you know, first of all, there are a lot of places where there are no consultants, right? right so, right. so you have to hire somebody from out of town, yeah. but we thought in places where, where there are people in town, how do we, how do we make it more favorable for a prospective consultant to consider us? And one of the things that, that uh, we took a stance on is never charging for travel time. So we put together a fee proposal that is our fee. It's going to be the same fee if we were doing the project right across the street as it is if we're doing it across the country or across the pond. Uh, The only difference to that is we do invoice the client for uh, our travel expenses, reasonable travel expenses, uh, and that's it. And so 
when I talk to clients about that and I say, you know, this is our investment in your project to be as local as possible, right. uh, there's a high level of appreciation with that. So it kind of evens the playing field a little bit. Nice. That's a great thing. And I, I don't know that a lot of people realize that. So I'm glad you cleared that up. I, it's as executive director for 10 years now of FCSI, it's probably the one thing with, when we get calls at headquarters for people looking for consultants. It's the one thing that I have to convince them to do is not think locally all the time. It's great to think locally, but you don't have to do that. So I'm, I'm glad you kind of cleared that up. What? Tell me one thing about Ken Schwartz that no one would ever guess. Something, some deep dark secret that Ken's got that <laughs> that no one would ever guess is about you. Have you talked to my wife? Did she ask you to ask that? <laughs> She's actually the one that teed up this this question for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are a couple of things that, that probably, I don't know that they're secrets, right? I just never really shared them until we just updated our website and we put in a couple of fun facts about each other. Yeah. Um, but I have a second degree black belt in uh, Okinawan Shurinru karate, which is really? like technical street fighting. Uh, and in our industry, I'm probably the only, maybe one of two certified cave divers in our industry. Oh, cool. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. those are good ones. I like that. See, I learned something new today, and I've known you for 28 years now. See? So so you talked a little bit about the great things you've done, and you've done some amazing projects. Tell me about the biggest screw-up you've done in your career. Ah, yeah, interesting. Um, and what did you learn from it, too, obviously? So it's interesting. We, we, um, we have an internal debrief at the end of every project, when a project's finished and it opens and, and um, uh, everything is up and running. And, you know, there are always hiccups. There are a couple of ripples. Sure. Things need to get ironed out, panned out. Some things, you know, some pieces aren't working. Some weren't connected properly. We always have a deep brief that's called lessons learned. We do it internally here at SSA. Okay. We actually do it with clients also. And and uh, and some of this actually started when we were working with the Michael Mina group and we were doing so many projects together and one project would finish and we had to sit down and said, um, why don't we sit down and have a session called Lessons Learned? There's no finger pointing. There's no blaming. You know, what did you do? What did we do? And, and how could we do it better the next time? And it was probably the single greatest learning experience. And one of the things I remember like very, very early on, we were doing like this little um, uh, soft serve drive through ice cream shop. And the client wanted to have these very specific uh, uh, soft serve machines. Mm -hmm. And they gave us a spec on it. And the spec that they gave us was for a water cooled unit. And so, you know, we use those, we designed them, we specified them. Uh, didn't know enough at the time to ask, well, you know, do you have chilled water in your place to actually connect to these things to water cool them? You know, and we were yeah. assuming because they gave us the spec that they knew what they wanted. And, right. and in all honestly, back at the time, we were kind of thinking that, you know, water cooled, it's like a car. Well, my car yeah. is, is water cooled. It has its own radiator. It has its own system. At the time, we didn't realize that it really needed to be connected to a water source within yeah. the building. And um, 
So, you know, that took a little bit of scrambling, but we got it all resolved. And uh, that was one of those things that kind of stuck with me forever. And, you know, one of the things I learned, you know, early on, and, you know, when you talk about, when I talk about this being a relationship business, it's not just between us and and the clients and Mm -hmm. our home office at FCSI. Uh, it's also our other members, right? Probably, yeah. and, and people forget how important our allied members are and our relationships with them. And so, you know, you know, in cases where maybe something didn't work out exactly the way we intended, or it didn't turn out to be exactly what the client wanted, and now they want something else. It's our relationships with those allied members that really help to overcome some of those challenges. Or sometimes it's a design challenge and we're looking for a specific widget. So we value those relationships. Tell me, um, do you have, I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask anyway (laughs) on this one with you. Do you have a personal or professional mantra that you live by or work by or both? I mean, is there some kind of philosophy or something that, that Ken gets motivated by to remind himself once in a while? I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that mantra is uh, always take the work serious, but never take ourselves serious. I, that's very along the lines of what I thought. So <laughs> yeah. only the man that invented a, 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 a game called Fruit Ball come up with something like that. So, um, so like what we, what we like to do, we're getting towards the end of the interview. What, what I want to do and uh, which is kind of fun is um, I do a speed round of sorts. Uh, I'm going to say some few words. And when I say the word, just tell me the first thing that comes to mind. I'm going to go ahead and put a little uh, 60 seconds on the clock here type thing. And, and uh, when, we'll just run these through real quick. So when okay, I say super. something, just tell me what comes to your mind. Okay. Scope creep. Dealer. RFP. Uh, opportunity. Holding spec. A must. Favorite cocktail. Crown on the rocks. Cook in or order takeout. Yeah, that's hard. Cook in at the moment. <laughs> yeah, at the moment. Um, last gift you gave someone. Uh, that's, um, well, that's tough. Last gift I gave. Uh, travel to Gosha. Favorite curse word. Fuck. Favorite. <laughs> Favorite junk food? French fries. Ooh, good one. Uh, karaoke or lip sync? Oh, my God. I would love to do karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> Texting or talking on the phone? Uh, it depends on who. That's fair. Uh, favorite holiday? Um, as much as you travel, probably every day. So. I, I would just say travel. I don't, I wouldn't label it a holiday. Like, like I I can't label it like it's a Christmas holiday. Travel is one of my most favorite things. I know living in sunny Florida, it's kind of hard, but get favorite season of the year. You know, funny. I, I like, if I had to pick a season, I like winter. Like I like putting on winter clothes and, and being in the snow and kind of that chilliness and, yeah. You know, walking through the street markets and getting like the hot wine and yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't live in a cold environment, trust me. Exactly. <laughs> Double <laughs> dipping in food, yes or no? Or no? Oh, definitely no. Cake or pie? Cake. We're still friends. Um, <laughs> toilet paper, over or under the roll? Over. Over. Okay. And then yeah. last but not least, FCSI. Friends. Friends. Good one. I like that. 
That's, that's all I've got for you today, Ken. I, I again, appreciate uh, you joining us. Is there anything you want to promote or any last words you've got for our viewers? Well, you, you know, because we work on a, on a global scale, uh, you know, we find ourselves uh, always available, collaborating uh, with clients and architectural firms, design firms from different countries. As I mentioned, uh, we just relaunched our website that has a lot of great information on it. Uh, we'd love for people to go visit it, tell us what they think. Um, as you know, Wade, it's, it's studiofs.com is our website. Uh, you can also find us on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, both of those are SSAFSD. Um, and we look forward to hearing from people. Thanks. Thanks. I appreciate it, man. It was, it's, it was great getting to talk to you again today. As always, I really enjoy it. I wish you all the best. It's a wrap on this edition of On Tap with FCSI. If you enjoyed today's episode, help us spread the word. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe this channel. And check back next week when uh, we feature another FCSI consultant. Until then, cheers. Cheers.